Hi, everyone. Gary Tester with Catholic Charities of Central Florida, and we're here for today's podcast on Mercy in Action. Our guest today is Bob Perrin, Executive Director of JMJ Pregnancy Centers here in the Orlando area. Bob, welcome. Well, thank you. I'm so glad to be here today. Oh, we're glad to have you here, buddy. As everyone knows who listens to the podcast, and for those of you who are new to the podcast, uh, my comrade in in, uh, this adventure is Father Anthony Ahrens. And Father Anthony is not available to be with us today, so I'm soloing. Bob's going to help me out. We typically start with an opening reflection, uh, and I am not nearly as eloquent as Father Anthony, but I have chosen uh, a couple of items that I would share, and then we'll open with prayer. Today, uh, we go to section 2270 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Human life must be respected and protected absolutely from the moment of conception. From the first moment of his existence, a human being must be recognized as having the rights of a person among which is the inviolable right of every innocent being to life. And from Jeremiah 1, verse 5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I dedicated you. Today's Mercy in Action conversation is going to focus on the beauty of life, and we're going to talk about the sacredness and dignity of each human life, which is very much the fundamental principle of Catholic social teaching. We're very blessed to have Bob with us today, and we're excited to learn about JMJ. But Bob, let's open with prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we give you thanks for all the opportunities you provide us to recognize the beauty of your creation around us. We recall, Lord, that in Scripture, at point of creation, you made everything and said it was good, and then you made man and you said it was very good. We're grateful for the opportunity we have to talk today about the beauty of life, the life that only you can create. And we pray, Lord, that our efforts to recognize the sacredness and dignity of every human life will be strengthened through this conversation. We ask for your blessings upon us in all that we do, and we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Bob, it's it's a pretty weighty topic. And, you know, my experience with it is that many times what people get caught up in is I'm either pro-life, anti-abortion. There's, there's like these big sides that are drawn. And the reality is, is that there's a whole lot of work that goes on in what I'll call the middle that an agency like JMJ fills. So talk to us a little bit. We're going to have listeners to the podcast that don't know really much of anything about JMJ. So give us a little history about JMJ Pregnancy Centers. JMJ has been around almost 30 years, and um, it has been kind of a mainstay in the Orlando area. It was started by two Catholic women who, right after Roe v. Wade, wanted to do something to find a way to help moms. Since that time, we have seen well over 50,000 clients um, at that center. And um, it has blessed so many lives because JMJ really is about being a life-affirming alternative um, and a compassionate approach to dealing with women who find themselves either in a crisis pregnancy or a difficult pregnancy. What makes us, I think, a little different is not only are we there to do pregnancy tests and the ultrasounds, but when we um, meet a potential mom or a family, we walk with them throughout the whole pregnancy and through the first year of their baby's life. Okay, so now hold there. So yeah. I think that's really important. Oftentimes, what we hear about when we get to this incredibly divisive issue in the United States, 
what we get is that it's all about making sure the baby is born, but nobody cares about the life of the family or the baby after that process. Yeah. And you're saying, no, that, no, no, that no, no, is that not is us. not our ministry. So talk yeah. to us about the mercy at JMJ. So the, what we want to do is see Christ in every person who comes in. So we talk about, or I talk about with our staff, having Benedictine-style hospitality. You know, that sense that um, Benedict had, that whoever comes in to your sphere, to your, to your world, mm-hmm. you need to treat them with that dignity and respect that it would be Christ himself that walked through those doors. And so I really believe um, that's one of the reasons I was attracted there is because I believe they've done that all the way through the ministry. And so it's not just about the baby. It's about the mom. It's about the family. And so what we offer is an opportunity for this mom. And we say we, we know Choosing life is the best thing, not only for you, but for your for your unborn baby. Um, when we do that, we walk with them and help give them the resources. Obviously, we can't give them all of the resources. Um, we can give them some, but we can help them find other agencies and places. Because most of our moms and our families that come in, um, being pregnant isn't the only challenge that they're sure. facing. We, uh, we deal with a clientele that's very poor. We have a lot of abuse situations. All of those things enter in. We see God through them, and we want them to see Christ in action through us. And so I think that mercy is seeing them as a person all the way through. You know, we don't have every young person that comes in or every client that comes in doesn't necessarily keep their baby. But what I what I tell our, our staff and what I know our staff is really focused on, because 95% of all of our volunteers and staff are Catholic. They're involved in their parishes in mm-hmm. some way. Mm-hmm. And I say to them, especially in this era that we have this strong, the pro-life movement over here and then the anti or the pro-choice mm-hmm. uh, movement over here. That, right. You know, when you when we go and we're, at, say, at a Planned Parenthood praying, we need to make sure that we are as concerned about that mom walking in that may have an abortion as that mom walking out that just had an abortion. Because even though we don't agree with the decision she made, even though that we know that that decision is morally wrong, we also know that we serve a God of love and we serve a God of mercy. And the reality is, is that person's dignity, that young woman's dignity that was just in whatever that situation was that brought her to that point, is just as important to us. And so that's that's how that's how we try to operate the ministry. So when we come in, we welcome folks. Many of them that come in for pregnancy tests, we do the pregnancy test. If they're far enough along, we do the ultrasound. Mm-hmm. Last year, we saw almost 4,000 clients. We had 1,200 pregnancy tests. And the big number was 770 ultrasounds. And that's the big number because we know that from our information that we collect, that 81% of those women that had the ultrasound after seeing their baby's heartbeat chose life for their child. So that means 624 babies just last year were, were in part saved by the work that we do at JMJ. So I say to people, well, what is your, what do you do in a nutshell? It's real simple. (laughs) We, we pray, we start every day with prayer, right? We help moms, we save babies and we repeat. That's kind of the JMJ circle of life. That's beautiful. You know, one of the things that occurs to me is when we talk about mercy. So 
you're emphasizing the fact that, I mean, clearly, if the ministries of JMJ are successful in bringing a baby into the world, then there's mercy. Mm-hmm. If you're able to minister to the family, not just the mom, but to the family, because there's always more than one person involved, then that's mercy. If you're able to help them to see and understand what we would call the moral teaching of the church, which sometimes we don't necessarily talk about as well as we should, then that's mercy. And I'm guessing that just the folks who volunteer for you, the folks who work there, any contact with JMJ, it just has to ooze with mercy because of how you're approaching things. Yeah. We had over 12,000 volunteer hours last year. You know, in an agency like Catholic Charities, you know how big that is, right? To have that many people that are connected. Just yesterday, we had a story, I think, that kind of highlights the mercy that you see at JMJ. So we had a mom call who was at a um, hospital and went for something else and found out she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And she was completely distraught by this news. She decided not to do the ultrasound there because she had no interest in seeing this baby. She was um, very abortion-minded and wanted nothing to do with it. And plus, um, had some, some issues financially that it would have been hard for her to do it. So she called us and asked if she could come in and, um, and have an ultrasound. So our, um, one of our staff members took the call and, you know, she said, yes, 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 please come in and let's talk. Because we believe that if we can get them to mm-hmm. our center, we can give them all of their options. And if nothing else, be Christ to them and help them feel a little mercy and peace when they walk out. So she came in with her sister and um, her sister had had an abortion previously. And she sat down with one of our um, staff members. And I think they were there. It was a long, long time. I bet over an hour. And they did the ultrasound. And through this conversation, this mom's eyes were kind of open. And it went from this really tense, like, I just want to find this information out and get out of here, Mm -hmm. to this beautiful relationship. They're hugging one another. And um, they're, they're, you know, tears, I think. Um, And it was beautiful. And the the lady that was there with her, her sister, witnessed all of this. And she she said at some point, I, I got to say, I wish I would have known that there was a place like this before I had my abortion. Mm-hmm. And um, our staff member says, you know, stop right there. Look, I've been in a similar situation. I know exactly what you mean. And they ended up in this beautiful conversation. So it ended that this mom... Um, was going to come back. She was going to be coming back, I think, next week to have another ultrasound. And we're trying to set it up right now to make the connection with Catholic Charities for the adoption folks to come in because she's interested Uh now in putting her baby up for adoption. This was a mom that walked in convinced that she couldn't handle having this baby for whatever reason, no judgment, just Mm -hmm. for whatever reason she couldn't. Um, And now she walked out feeling like maybe adoption will be the answer. So we got her to that point. The coolest part is before they left, the sister ended up having a conversation with this staff member and wants to come back and find more information out about Rachel's Vineyard. Oh, because she feels she needs to um, some healing. God is good. Is that crazy? It is. You know, and, and what strikes me is, 
you and I have talked about the fact that like when you come into the main office of Catholic Charities mm -hmm. in all of our main offices, we have an image of divine mercy. And that's because we know that the folks who come through our door, regardless of what they're looking for, they need mercy. Absolutely. Their lives have been challenged in ways we can't even imagine. The same thing happens at JMJ. Absolutely. Folks walking in that door, that's why what you talk about with the Benedictine philosophy of, of hospitality, mm -hmm. trying to see Christ in every single body that walks in the door, everyone who walks in that door is there because they're challenged. You know, your story, I, I'm just intrigued in my mind. I'm, I'm thinking, so let me get this straight. A woman who just wants the ultrasound and who seems to be leaning towards abortion is coming in. She's in crisis, didn't expect to find out she's pregnant. And yet in God's infinite wisdom and way of working, she calls JMJ. I'm guessing there's a whole lot of other places she yeah. could have called to get what she needed. And yet in this case, she called the one place where when you walk in the door, we know, as you've stated, we're going to look to see Christ in you and we're going to embrace you. Yeah. And she got embraced. Yeah, it's beautiful when you when you think about when you really think about it, how God's mercy surrounds us all the time, even when we don't realize it. And this this lady came in and it happened to have called and talked to the exact right person to take the call in the first place, because um, this lady was one of our sonographers. Mm -hmm. So she knew. Right. Um, and then she ended up meeting with the perfect person that could have helped guide her in that story That's and in awesome. that help. So that is that is really amazing. Bob, how many folks work at JMJ and then how many folks volunteer at JMJ on an average basis, like on a weekly basis? We have around 50, 50 to 55 volunteers. We're a really small lean yes, staff. Yes, you are. I mean, we have myself. Then we have two directors for our two locations, our Kissimmee location uh -huh. and our Orlando location. Right. Then we have two sonographers that work for us um, on a part-time basis. And then um, we have a community liaison that helps us um, reach out into the community. That's it. It's a lean, lean staff. Sometimes, like in any social ministry or thing like this, there's always way more people to help. Um, and not enough time to do it all mm -hmm. or not enough resources mm -hmm. sometimes. But we try to do our very best to, um, to help everybody that walks in our door. Well, it's really amazing. Um, you know, at Catholic Charities, we're privileged to work with JMJ in a number of different ways. And you have, this is a really important month for you guys. Absolutely. And, and we're, it's, it's coming into Respect Life Month mm -hmm. in October. But what's going on here in September? We are doing our um, annual gala. Uh -huh. And we are so, so thrilled that um, we have Abby Johnson from the movie Unplanned coming in to be our guest speaker. And we're also thrilled that we have sold out the event this year. We've really increased our numbers. We did that for several reasons, but we have 700 people coming to our gala this year, up from just over a little over 100 last year. And I, and I tell people when they ask, how did that happen? And I, and I say, I think it's really been the perfect storm of grace by God's grace, right? Amen. Because we ended up having Abby Johnson, which obviously is going to draw more people. But we also ended up changing how we do the gala from a just purely ticketed event and sponsor event to a host table style event where people um, 
purchased a table and then invited friends to fill that table. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that helped. And then also, uh, you know, that was since I got here in April, that's been my my focus. <laughs> I think you know that. I talk to you about it all I the time. Sure do. But um, I realized I needed to go out into our parish communities and meet with priests and meet with some key stakeholders in our community. And everywhere I went, the hospitality was amazing. You know, we've had more, I think this year, parishes like purchase host tables and organizations than you, I would have even imagined. I don't think I got a no from anybody, actually, to tell you the truth. Wow. I'm pretty hard to say no to, I think, yeah. though. So Well, <laughs> and you know, it's, it's, it's really, I'll just say it as I see it, in some demonic way, you take this beautiful issue of life, mm -hmm. uh, and, and God is the author of life, and doggone it, if it just doesn't become the most divisive topic. Yeah. And, and, and we know it's, we know there, the, the devil is in the details on this one. We know right. that. But I think it's just absolutely beautiful that we have this ministry here in our diocese. It's a private, not-for-profit agency. It is not um, under the diocese like Catholic Charities is. Right. And yet it has strong Catholic roots. As I said, it's a privilege for Catholic Charities to work with you. You reference the fact that, you know, the, the client you're working with now calling over trying to hook them up with our adoption services and right. see what we can do. And we've certainly found other ways to work. I almost see a coalescing of energy and, as you said, of God's grace in the fact that the gala is sold out. You've got a board that's just got to be over-the-top happy with, with how things are looking. And it comes at a time when our nation, our world, cries out for, for healing. Right. And here it is in some of the most difficult personal circumstances one can imagine, your agency is extending mercy in the form of healing. Yeah, we, we feel very blessed. God has put us in this position for a reason, and we're doing some really, really great things. We've been changing some things over the last few months. Uh, I'm really excited to start a new program. We're kind of launching it at the gala. It's called Gift a Lift. One of the things I noticed when I came here to um, the Orlando area in, we April, have, right? in April is we have two, uh, more than that, but at least two major, major universities here mm -hmm. with the University of Central Florida and then Valencia College. Mm -hmm. um, did you know, because I, I didn't know this, I'm sure you did, Gary, but between the two colleges, there are almost 140,000 students. 72,000 women between Valencia College and UCF. And what we have known for a long time is that when um, young women come to college and they find themselves in an unplanned, with an unplanned pregnancy, mm -hmm. um, there is a strong, strong, strong Planned Parenthood presence on these universities. And when these young women go to um, Planned Parenthood, and they talk to the people of Planned Parenthood. In some ways, it's like checkmate, game over, right? right. Because um, you have a young woman who's scared, who's just beginning college, and now finds out she's pregnant and didn't really plan on that. Right. And you have a counselor saying, we can fix this. Your mom and dad don't need to know. You can finish your college. Um, and, you know, it's not that big of a deal. You're early enough on. So we know if they end up at Planned Parenthood, it's going to be a real challenge. Many mm -hmm. of them, like Planned Parenthood says, 40% of them choose to abort their babies. We know that there's almost 5,000 women between those two campuses that will get pregnant this year. 
So we gift a lift is an opportunity we're working with um, different organizations, including the campus center there, our Catholic campus center at UCF. Um, And we've made cards that allow us to um, give these um, the students that give these out, put them up um, to any students that are that are Christian or Catholic or pro-life. Mm-hmm. So if they have a friend that says, I think I'm pregnant, they can give them a card and say, that lets them know they can call that number and we will give them a ride for free through Uber. How innovative. To and from um, their location because we can't afford to build a new building there. Of course. But that, for 50 bucks, I can... Get a young woman from that campus confidentially to our center, get, get her the pregnancy test she needs, and most importantly, that support and that love that we talked about from our advisors, allowing them to um, to help this girl. So it's just now starting. We just kicked it off, and we'll be seeing this at the gala. Um, that and then one last piece we're doing is we've been doing baby bottle drives Right. Forever. I'm familiar with those, of yeah. course. And I thought I, a lot of agencies, I mean, every pregnancy center in the city does baby bottle drives, uh-huh. I think. But I thought, well, we're Catholic. And I come from, as you know, from the catechetical world for right. 34 years. I was in youth ministry um, at a diocesan level in catechetics. So I thought, if we're going to do baby bottle drives in our Catholic parishes, why not offer parishes a tool for evangelization. So we've put together eight catechetical sessions that parents and young adults can use to go along with um, their baby bottle drive over the course of that drive. Mm -hmm. They're all online, accessible to them, so they can learn about what, what is, why are they putting money in here? Not just to help out JMJ, but it helps young people understand that we're all made in the image and likeness of God. Amen. They have to understand that we need mercy. They get to understand the importance of what the church teaches about generosity. They get to learn about what it means to love our neighbor as ourself, right? Mm -hmm. So all of those lessons are inherently there. So we thought, well, let's make it helpful for these parishes so that the parishes are receiving something from us as we're receiving something from them. That's fabulous. You know, you, we in Orlando are blessed to have JMJ. And I just really appreciate the enthusiasm and the passion that you bring for just reaching out to folks in need. So hopefully through the podcast, we're going to have folks who say, well, how can I volunteer at JMJ or how can I find out more? So phone number, website, what can, what can we leave folks with? Best way to reach us is at jmjpc.org. And they can go to our website and they can see both centers because a lot of people maybe don't know. We have our Orlando Center and people know it's kind of downtown on West Colonial. But we have um, a center in Kissimmee. And I'm telling you, it is our director there. Her name is Yari. She is just such a beautiful soul. And she could use help. It's a smaller center. Uh, 95% of the people that walk through her doors are Spanish speaking Mm -hmm. um, and um, very poor. Many of them are very poor. Um, so we could use volunteer help so they can get both both centers information right from our, our website at jmjpc.org. Great. Well, Bob, we're going to pray that the gala goes great. I'm sure it will. We're going to pray for the continued growth of the ministries at JMJ. We're going to pray for you and your staff and your volunteers. And most importantly, we're going to pray for all those folks who come through those doors, not knowing what to expect, But for those who listen, 
they know that they can expect to, to find Christ there. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Thank Let's you. close with prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we give you thanks for this opportunity to learn about this important ministry here in the Orlando area that reaches out to those in need and, and embraces them with the love of Christ. We pray, Lord, that the good work that Bob and his staff, their volunteers and their board do, will continue to be blessed. And we pray for the success of their gala, uh, that it will allow them to um, help others to understand their ministry better and help those ministries to grow. And most importantly, Lord, we pray for those individuals and families that would come through their doors seeking help, seeking guidance in a very difficult time. And we just pray that through that process, Lord, the love of your son will be extended to all. We offer all of this in your son's most precious and holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Bob, thanks. God bless you. Hey, thank you.